John Holt, and I'm your host for today's episode of Eyes on Earth, a podcast of the U.S. Geological Survey's Earth Resources Observation and Science Center. Scientists at EROS use satellite data to monitor land and water resources all around the world. But EROS doesn't just create and share that information. Our scientists also train others from around the world on how to create monitoring systems to match their own country's needs. A group of visitors from Iraq's Ministry of Water Resources recently arrived at EROS to learn how to do just that. This visit is the start of a two-year effort to put the expertise needed to generate those tools directly into the hands of the agency. Here with us to talk about that is Saoud Amir, the Remote Sensing and Water Resources Specialist with the USGS who's leading the effort. Saoud, welcome to Eyes on Earth. Thank you. Tell us how the USGS and EROS came to work with the Iraqi Ministry of Water Resources and what sorts of data have been provided. Um, actually started in 2008. We had some funds from the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad and a group of uh, scientists from EROS and also around the USGS offices. We went to Jordan and we started showing them how we can monitor the snow. Iraq uh, has the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. The Tigris comes from Turkey to Iraq, and the Euphrates comes from Turkey to Syria to Iraq. So Iraq is downstream. Right. And um, because of the hydrologic infrastructure that is built upstream, the surface water is getting less and less and less because now it is controlled rather than it used to be just free flow. So, so the infrastructure you're talking about dams, dams and reservoirs in in Turkey, in Turkey and, and Syria? Syria. Okay. So there are a lot of uh, dams and reservoirs built upstream the Tigris and Euphrates basins. So the Iraqis have to learn a way to use their water more efficiently. Okay. So in 2009, we started monitoring EROS, uh, uh, used the MODIS. The instrument on the NASA satellite. That's right. Um, to uh, map the snow cover. And then from that, um, the scientists here also were able to calculate the snow water equivalent. That means how much water in the snow before even the snow melt. And, and you're talking about just in Iraq or in the entire surrounding area, the entire river yeah. basin? Um, most of the snow falls on the mountains of Turkey, and it is hard for the Iraqis to know how much snow they have on the ground. So that's from the satellite. This is the one of the benefits uh, to have the satellite there because we can have better life on Earth from space. Right. So, so essentially, you were looking at how much snow there was in the mountains. By knowing that, you could kind of determine how much water would be coming downstream later or could potentially be right. coming downstream. So by knowing how, how, how much uh, snow, um, at least give the Iraqis an idea, whether it's a dry year or it's wet year, and also give them some scientifically based information that when they negotiate water allocation with Turkey and Syria, they have a good information of what's going on. So that will um, make it much easier for them to negotiate based on scientifically based information rather than we think. Right, right. Uh, so that's how we started. And we have been uh, here at Eros generating these products, which is the snow um, cover, the snow water equivalent, temperature anomalies, rainfall, and also Eros 
uh, get the data from NOAA reformatted and we give them a six-day forecast, which has been, from what I told by the Iraq Ministry of Water, it's a, a very valuable information for them to manage and operate their dams and reservoirs. And I think you had mentioned yesterday, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I think you had mentioned the importance of this is not just to the, the Ministry of Water Resources. You're talking about even that the prime minister, the very highest levels of government rely on this information. Yes, you are absolutely right. And it is truly, sometimes I get calls at two in the morning, like we, uh, the, the products are not there. <laughs> it is basically addiction. I mean, the minister, the, many ministers of water came and go. And, but they always rely on this. And the minister take the information and go to the prime minister's office. And the idea here is to bring the Iraqis here so they can learn how to produce these products. Basically, technology transfer. I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up. So um, obviously, a lot of this data is available now. Um, but is the evapotranspiration data available now? Is that also being generated? It's calculated right. from remotely sensed data. Okay. Okay. And, and evapotranspiration, just so for people who might not know, this is evaporation. Of yeah. So evaporation from the soil, transpiration from vegetation. So we call it ET. Right. And this is essentially a, a measure of water efficiency. And this matters because uh, many farmers there, they thought uh, giving more water is better. But more water actually does not just uh, harm the crops, but also reduce the efficiency of your soil because it produces salinity and alkalinity. And this is a huge problem to reclaim them. So, so this goes beyond even managing the water resources in terms of release from at seven. There are seven dams in Iraq, major, major dams. Yes. It goes beyond deciding when to release water right. and it gets to the point of being able to help uh, the farmers right. in Iraq, the it's, agricultural system in Iraq to produce better results. So, yeah, basically it is a management tool. Uh, as daily basis, they know what's going on. They can do it on monthly and seasonal basis. So aside from that, then a group of people will come also to another USGS um, Water Science Center to update their national water strategy. We will have also two Iraqis coming in collaboration with NMSU, New Mexico State University, to learn the uh, optimization model. So it is a, a linear equation, but it will um, have boundaries where you say, I have to have this much water for agriculture, for food security. I have to have this much water for the industrial. This is for the urban. Now the extra water, whether it comes from surface or groundwater, what would be the best use or uses for that water? That's number one. But number two, are you really using the best way that you could for your water? So it is very important part of this project. So it will be really an integrated project. Right. And and again, this is a this is, sounds like a two year. This is yes. a two year total process. Um, but the ministry already has a lot of this data. It's coming from Eros. Why is it important to, I guess, train ourselves out of a job here? Why is it important to train <laughs> to train these teams to uh, generate them in house? Right. So all the data that we are using for these are free data. It's available through the USGS and NASA. The idea is the technique on how to get this raw data and produce something out of it. 
So it's a derived product. And we are really not getting ourselves out of job because uh, our work will continue. It's always the USGS tradition. We have a projects have ended 10, 20 years ago, and we still have that working relationship. So we will continue passing on to them the any updates in the model, any modification that we do, and probably because our scientists here at Eros continue to do more research. More remotely sensed data with high spatial and spectral resolution is coming, whether from the US or from the Europeans, and they are trying to include that. So it is ongoing process, dynamic, and it's a live process. Right, right. And uh, when we're talking about Iraq, um, we're talking about a country that has seen so much conflict over so many years. Is the goal to sort of help build a scientific infrastructure, a resource monitoring infrastructure, so that at one point the country can you know, be a contributor to those conversations? To me, uh, uh, everything revolves around water. There is water, there is life. People can live without many things, but they cannot live without water. So bringing water to a conflict zone, it will um, promote stability, security, and then also develop a livelihood, a better livelihood. So in this situation, we're sort of using science as a peacemaking or peacekeeping tool. Exactly. Promoting the peace. Exactly. And that's why... Uh, I honestly thank uh, so much the State Department, uh, having them fund this uh, bigger project to have the Iraqis given the technology, and they will be actually the elite in that area. This technology is not very common in, in, uh, in the neighboring countries. Without the help from the State Department here in Washington and the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, it would have been extremely hard to accomplish anything. So this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for walking us through this program. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us as well, listeners. We hope that you come back for the next episode of Eyes on Earth. This podcast is a product of the U.S. Geological Survey, Department of Interior.